0: My name is Austin, and I want to welcome you to the Context is Key podcast. This is the first ever episode of the Context is Key podcast, and before I go ahead and jump into the meat of what I'm going to be talking about, I really want to bring about why I'm starting this podcast and what are the purposes for this certain podcast. The first purpose of this podcast is simply for me to practice my public speaking abilities. People tell me all the time that I talk very fast whenever I'm speaking, so i I'm trying to practice on slowing down the rate in which I use words per sentence and per speed, if that makes sense. I also have a burden to observe and analyze the context of passages of scriptures. I feel like oftentimes people take verses out of context to fit their own narrative and bring many presuppositions to the text instead of simply allowing the context to shape their beliefs upon the Bible verses that they're talking about. The last purpose of this podcast is simply just to remain as faithful to the text as possible. I believe we can remain more faithful to the text if we would just take verses in their context. Now that I've talked a little bit about the purposes of this podcast and why I wanted to start this podcast, let's go ahead and get started. Now, I'm certainly not a Latin scholar. But I was looking up the word context, and I found out that the word context comes from the Latin root word contextus, if I'm pronouncing that right. The definition of contextus is as follows. Weaving, joining slash putting together, connection, coherence, continuity, ordered scheme, plan slash course, structure slash fabric, series... Complex slash whole of parts. Whenever we're examining a verse in the Bible, it is important that we literally put together the surrounding verses that we're looking at. This is how we come to know the context of the passage of Scripture. If we understand the context of Scripture, then we can maintain the meaning of the text that was written to the biblical audience. Hebrews 13.8 informs us that God does not change. I believe that God's Word does not change. It is also interesting to understand that the original Hebrew and Greek manuscripts were not written with breaks or divisions. This means that the original Hebrew and Greek manuscripts did not have chapter headings and verse indicators. A man named Robert Stephanus added verses to his edition of the Greek New Testament sometime around the mid-1500s. Chapters and verse divisions were added for the convenience of the reader. If we remember that the original manuscripts were written without divisions, then we might be less likely to build our understanding of Scripture from one verse of the Bible. People often build their entire belief system upon one verse in the Bible. People will bring their own opinions and feelings and emotions to the text, take one verse out of the Bible, and manipulate that one verse in the Bible to make it mean whatever they want it to mean. Most people completely ignore the context whenever they are doing this type of thing. I was talking to my senior pastor one time about if we had to pick one verse in the Bible to build our entire belief system around. We came to the conclusion that we would use 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, and in righteousness. If my memory serves me correctly, I'm pretty sure that phrase, all Scripture is given, by By inspiration of God, the inspiration of God part comes from the Greek word theanoustos. And theanoustos literally means God-breathed. So all scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why would my senior pastor and I choose to pick 2 Timothy 3.16 as our one verse in the Bible to build our entire belief system around. The first two words of 2 Timothy 3.16 indicate why we would pick this verse as our one verse. The first two words say, all scripture. It literally means you cannot pick one verse because all scripture is given by inspiration of God, or all scripture is God-breathed. So whenever we're examining all Scripture, we must certainly look at the context of the passage of Scripture that we're going to be examining. Before I go ahead and get started, I want to remind the listener that I'm not giving a commentary on the text. I am not giving my explanation or my understanding of the text. I'm really trying not to preach a sermon either. The purpose is simply to analyze and observe what God has spoken. For this first episode, we're going to be examining the context of Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. The specific verse we're going to be examining is Luke chapter 4, verse 7. Luke chapter 4, verse 7 says, If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Now, if you take this verse out of its context, it seems that if we worship God, that we will get whatever we want. This type of teaching is similar to the teachings of the prosperity gospel. The prosperity gospel is the idea that God's desire for the Christian is material wealth and physical health in this life. It pictures Jesus not as the ultimate goal, but as the means to material blessings and physical healing. Still taking the verse out of context, we will come to the conclusion that we can have happiness, money, and fame if we simply worship God. Certainly the motive to follow Jesus changes if we take this verse out of its context. If we read this verse out of its context, we conclude that people come to God to get whatever they want. The Bible does not teach that you get whatever you want whenever you become a Christian. Let's check out the context of this scripture and break down what the Word of God is speaking. The first observation that I want to make is that Jesus is not speaking. Let me repeat myself. Jesus is not speaking. We can determine this by examining the context of this verse before the verse is actually read. This is the enemy of Jesus speaking. This is Satan speaking. This is the devil speaking. The entire context of this passage of Scripture is Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. And it has everything to do with Jesus resisting the temptation of the devil. Let's read Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for forty days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him unto an opportunity. If you look at this context, you will see that starting in verse 5, that it is the devil who takes Jesus up and shows him all the kingdoms of this world. The devil tempts Jesus with the material wealth and fame. Satan then tells Jesus, quote, If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Whenever we take this verse in its context, we see that the temptation to worship someone for what material blessings you obtain for doing so is demonic. This example may seem silly to some people who have at least given any kind of attempt read their Bibles, but even some of the most well-versed Bible students often take verses out of context because of the presuppositions that they bring to the text while interpreting. So if you didn't catch what I said earlier, verse 7 is not Jesus speaking. Verse 7 is Satan speaking. The second point that I would like to make is that you can identify from this context that verse 7 is not Jesus speaking simply by reading the next verse. Check out verse 8 and Jesus answered him. If Jesus answered someone, then he is responding to someone. If Jesus is responding to someone, then someone has spoken before him. With this thought in mind, we can conclude that verse 7 is not Jesus speaking. The last verse of this pericope also indicates to us that verse 7 was Satan speaking. Consider the words of verse 13. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. So the words spoken before verse 7 indicate to us that Jesus is not speaking in verse 7. And the words spoken directly after verse 7 indicate to us that the words spoken in verse 7 are not from Jesus. So we come to the conclusion then, That verse 7 is literally the devil speaking to Jesus in a form of temptation. We come to this conclusion how? We come to this conclusion by examining the context around verse 7. Literally examining what is interwoven around this word, contextus. Thirdly, if you consider the parallelism in this context, you will observe that Satan is tempting Jesus multiple times. One might argue that Satan tempts Jesus physically, mentally, and spiritually. Satan tempts Jesus physically in verses 2 through 4. Satan tempts Jesus mentally in verses 5 through 8. Satan tempts Jesus spiritually whenever he twists the scriptures to fit his narrative in verses 9 through 13. You can quickly identify from this context that verse 7 is not A way to get whatever you want from God. The context is teaching us to resist the temptations of the devil by quoting scriptures towards the devil, resisting the devil, and therefore submitting to God. I think the context of this scripture makes obvious what the scripture is trying to speak towards the reader or listener, but I saw someone on social media quote this particular verse in the Bible and I thought, wow! you are literally quoting Satan himself. If you're listening to this podcast and you think, man, this has just been a really silly example, I want to agree with you. I I agree. This has been a really silly example. So yes, this example was very silly. Yes, this does literally happen. I also knew that this podcast was going to be a shorter podcast Uh, This was a test drive podcast for me in the first episode. It really helped me understand how this system functions and how I'm going to be doing things. So in the future, our podcast may be a little bit longer than this one, but I hope that you'll stick along with me as we go through this journey together. Once again, I want to thank you for more updates on the Context is Key podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at bro Austin mccormick, or you can follow me on Twitter at broaustin7. Thank you. Lord be with you.